That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen. This is the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. Hold on. And, wait. Oh, wait. What? What happened? What there's, happened? there's a thing. What, I what was. I, hold on. What What's wait. going on? Did oh, it break? Yeah. It no. Broken? No. Keep going. Are, Just keep going. Why are, why are we in this box? Keep running. Get me up. I'm gonna keep looking. Hello. Rue is joining me as always. Rue, how are we actually really good? Are you sure? I'm pretty good. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Right now. There we go. Yeah, now we're good. Okay, I, I, I had the actual ding ding sound somewhere. I had to track it down. Anyway, yeah, I'm pretty darn good. I <laughs> had a good week. Well, a couple weeks, actually, because we don't do this every week. But you know what, I, no. you know what I'm saying. Met some, met some fine folks locally. We went game chasing Got me a Vectrex. It was delicious. It was, it was delicious. <laughs> um, I didn't know they had a uh, a particular flavor. Oh, I'll have to try the Vectrex. It's chocolate sprinkle. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Um, yes. Well, we are actually doing a show, contrary to popular belief. Oh, and I guess. To, yeah. Well, if we're forced to, I mean, is what I mean. <laughs> Um, thank you for joining us. We are going to do what we normally do here. We've got three different segments to the program. In case you're unfamiliar, we'd like to introduce you. Uh, the first segment of the program is the tids and bits. There you go. It really is the news and notes. Uh, things we think are interesting uh, from the last couple weeks since we last spoke that we think you should know about or we want to have a particular little bit of commentary on. And if we leave out your favorite news and notes or your tids and bits, your kibbles and bits, Whatever it is. Too bad, because it's our show. Uh, so there. And then we're going to move into the topic du jour, uh, which is the topic of the day. Mm. And I'll have that. Excellent. I will, too. Today, we are going to talk... I feel like a walking meme sometimes. About the... Yeah, but it's not catching on at all. The best <laughs> sci-fi movies of the new millennium. A.K.A. The best sci-fi movies since... The year 2000. Oh wow, I remember that skit. That's remember old, that? That is old how school. Old, how old school is that, huh? At least since before 2000. There, there are some 12 year old kids watching the stream right now, going, "What the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> I'm 12. Um, what is this? Yeah, what is this? Um, yeah, we're gonna do that, and and that was kind of, I guess, uh, spurned on by the spurned on. Did I say spurned on? You did. Oh my god. Spurred I, on, I believe, this is, Mr. Grammar. This is, this is what happens when your brain is is working way too hard for simple, simple things. Uh, yes, it was spurred on by our, you know, like a horse. Uh, it was spurred on by our... Um, Giddy up. By, uh, I think you had recognized there was a, a Rolling Stone article that highlighted their top candidates. And uh, we thought, you know, this would be fun. Let's, let's, go, uh, let's go take a little look-see at this. Yeah, it's actually something I saw on Reddit the other day. So... You might as well call us Nine Gag, because we're pulling all of our stuff off of Reddit from yesterday. No, just kidding. Yeah, that's nice, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to talk about what is on the list. We're going to talk about what isn't on the list, and what we probably think should be on the list, and maybe even come up with a little list of our own. Because today we're very list happy. Anyway, the point is we're going to talk about movies and good ones and sci-fi. And shut up, it's our show. Thirdly. We're going to have a little question and answer portion of the program where you guys can ask us us questions uh, about the topic du jour, about the tids and bits, or about whatever you like, because we don't care. 
what kind of questions you have, we're going to answer them. <laughs> so how do you how do you ask a question? Yeah, how do you ask a question? I asked my question. Gonna, I really thought you were going to ask. I thought you were going to ask that. I let that completely slip by, and I apologize. That's all right. You'll see my name in the lower left-hand corner now. It's at or at. Listen to me. So that it, it is my Twitter handle as well, which is why I couldn't remember last week. It's the Commodore. Wait, you You'll couldn't remember because it's the same as your Twitter handle. I, I remember. Remember, I actually tried to log into Twitters. Dot com last week or wow, last time? you had a bad week last time i had a bad time i was you're gonna have a bad time um anyway just click on my name right over there just click on a click and uh send me a message Mark. or massage whatever you like and uh, i will take that that message should contain your question hopefully and i will take the best questions asked during the entire program you don't have to wait till the third portion of the program to ask that question also and we will answer Answer them live on the air. So take that. So, uh, shall I? Tids and bits. Shall I kick off the tids and the bits? Do it. Do it. All right. Well, maybe only the, only the tids. So but, uh, this is we were kind of in a hurry to get to the actual you know meat of the program last time, so we skipped yeah. this. But one of the larger retro gaming news and notes from the past few weeks uh, was the uncovering of the Atari dump in near Alamogordo, uh, New Mexico. Myth confirmed. Um, yes. Well, I mean, it's it's one of these things. Uh, so, so if I don't know how you could not be aware. I mean, this made a bunch of like, you know, standard news outlets as well. But you know, back during the, when the uh, big video game crash was happening in 1983, Atari, which way too much stock on its hands, uh, not just ET, by the way, just all yes. sorts of of stock of games. We're like, lots of ET cards. We're like, we, they're like, they were getting a lot of returns and things like that. People were playing games and didn't want them and, and stores had too much. And so Atari's like, what do we do with this? Let's just throw it out quick. Get rid of it. You know? And so what they do is Where do they, we put it? they throw it in a dump. Actually, they started in a dump in Texas and then that was started getting picked clean by scavengers. And they're like, well, that's bad PR. So let's just throw yeah. it in a dump in New Mexico and cover it up. It'll be fine. And so they did yeah. that. Uh, this actually made the New York Times even, you know, it was uh, an article. Yeah, it's an article article you can find on, on the Googles uh, to confirm. But over the past, <clears throat> however many years it's been, over three decades, I guess, geez. Um, this yeah, is, this, yeah, this kind of passed into the realm of myth and legend and people, you know, the E.T. dump site. Oh, it's such a horrible game. It crashed the whole video game industry and it, they had to dump it in a landfill. So yes. um, there's uh, a documentary team working with Microsoft, I guess, to find out the truth behind this, blah, blah, blah. They got a team. There's a team from Wired out there and a few other hundred people going and digging in the desert. And they actually found a crap load of these games. It's kind of amazing. I mean, I didn't doubt that these games were out there, but it's kind of amazing they were able to successfully locate where in this stratified dump layer yeah. all of them were and they were very well preserved yeah and, and that's what that is what surprises me because you know in the retelling of this story <laughs> one one key factor that's always gone into it is that they were crushing these games because because of what happened in the first dump site in texas they were crushing the games so that even if people did uncover them they couldn't just go home and play them so they still have to go buy them right, right? Um, that was the plan, so I, at least. That was the plan, and I guess what happened is they just had more than they could possibly crush, and you know people don't always do what you tell them to. Yeah. Um, so it looks like uh, most of these uh, these games actually survived pretty well, and uh, 
It w- wouldn't it be wouldn't it be neat to actually own one of those games that was buried under the desert that, for 30 years? That would be quite the collector's item, I must say. And, and it would. You know, people are saying like, "Oh, what's the big deal? Like, it's just old games in the desert." It's like, well, yeah, yeah. but it's it's part it's part of that. Uh, it's part of our cult, our geek our cultural mythos. You know. Yes. It's nice to have confirmation of this particular myth and or not myth but you know fact and uh like i said there's more than just et in there it's just a nice little snapshot of what the video game industry was like at this time that you had a major company just blowing its load in the desert and walking away and and part of the, the the mythos of video games in general that you know Atari, which really had created the home console market, could have been in in, in that kind of a situation. It's a snapshot in time. It's almost like a time capsule mm-hmm. of what was going on in the industry in that moment. And and let's face it, it was in its if if video games are in their infancy mm-hmm. or their prepubescence even now, back then they were in diapers. Oh yeah. shits. totally. So it's kind of a cool little snapshot from history. So I think that's significant. Yes. Um, and yes, the gaming historian did a very good video on this topic over at Retro Road TV. <laughs> he was on point with that, too. It was like a couple days later. He had a video yeah, out. See? It's good. Yeah, that's, that's tough to do, man. You can't do that unless you got mad skills and a lot of time. Um, like I that. have neither. So that's why I do this show. Um, so another another interesting piece of news that, that's kind of come forward is that um, the newest Star Wars film is currently in, has begun filming yes uh, apparently in dubai which i guess is tatooine uh, i don't know so you don't think it's tatooine could be could be post-apocalyptic coruscant i don't know oh probably like probably the not. entire planet the planet that's entirely a city and vice versa was completely decimated now it's just a giant desert and there's uh, apes ruling it, and in I the think end, I've seen this movie. No, this is purely uh, new and original. Star and Wars Seven: Planet of the Apes. That that's I think that's going to be the new title actually. Yeah, see, they haven't announced it yet. It it could happen. Actually, could uh, happen. in the spirit of digging up the old Atari stuff, they're probably just going to dig up Charlton Heston's dead corpse, and he's going to star in this movie. He's dead. Cold dead hands. This is the first time he can get his gun. Sweet. I'm out. Um, yeah, so uh, I think that's significant, and they're doing a contest about being in the movie, so you or I could actually be in it, but because uh, we did not get a call, notably. No, apparently Wedge and Tillis did not get a call either. Huh. Uh, that, that is a surprise. I used to know what the name of that, that actor was. Uh, crap. Yeah, see, this is what happens that is when, you, sad, though. when you know like everything there is to know about a particular universe, and then you don't look at it for a couple years. And yes. then you try to remember. You're like, I used to know everything about it. I had an encyclopedic knowledge, and now I can't even remember like that Luke had a last name. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Luke Vader? Luke Vader. Yeah. yeah. I saw the movies. Come on. Stop pressing me in my Star Wars knowledge, you bastard. To be fair, when we were uh, when we were teenagers, there were only three movies, and we were playing the customizable card game, which yeah. had the most ancillary in the background characters and yes. like their lore on the card so we knew way too much like and and was this before they actually had the the continuity guy hired at lucasfilm i don't think so 
It, it, so it was after that. So they they still yeah. had a continuity guy back then. So because I mean, some of that, that was stuff, official. That was official LucasArts like lore. Yeah, that was why All it was so cars. awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know crap that nobody else knew. Decipher would just make the lore, and and Lucasfilm or whatever would say, "Yep, looks good. That's our official lore now. That's who that guy is." Yep, that's cool. Dennis that's Lawson. All. Thank you very much. There you go. I see. honestly didn't know this once at a time. Anyway, did not get a call. We totally got sidetracked. Uh, neither did we. So uh, apparently, we're not going to be in the next Star Wars movie either. But that's okay. Uh, it's actually I, happening. J.J. Abrams has snubbed us yet again, but. Um, I'm excited. I, I, you know, the, the movie will, of course, premiere in December of 2015. Supposedly. Uh, supposedly. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, usually J.J. Abrams delivers on time. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited about the possibility of the new Star Wars movie and, and kind of breathing some fresh life <clears throat> into the series. Because I'll tell you, there are three movies, well, let's call it at least two, that could be on the list for our topic du jour today, but I'm telling you, those movies are nowhere near <laughs> true, the actually. list we're going to talk about later about the best sci-fi movies since the year 2000. Uh, concerning the extended universe no longer being canon, there was a question in chat from Gunlin. Uh, mm-hmm. That doesn't personally affect me because I, I think I've read maybe one Star Wars book, Extended Universe, and I was like, okay. Uh, so I'm not very invested in it. I can see how it's a bit of a bummer to uh, fans of the Extended Universe. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's not like those stories went away and you can never read them again. I mean, it's just not canon. That's fine. I mean, there's a whole post... Yeah, they're just really elevated fan fiction, really. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole post-Star Trek nemesis extended universe, if you will, in Star Trek books, you know, that are pretty in-depth by this point. And there's some yeah. really good stories in there. And, you know, in my mind, it's like, mm, there's no... That's not canon. Because, you know, you never know when someone's going to come back and do continuing adventures of any of those crews or right. 50 years in the future or what. So it's like, I, I don't expect CBS or Paramount or who I think there's some weird mix of who owns Star Trek right now, but <laughs> yeah, there's no, seriously there is, but uh, um, I don't expect them to ever say, Oh yeah, all those books are canon. So it was actually kind of anomalous right. that Lucas, uh, those were actually canon books for a good yeah. amount of time. And and I mean, there's only about five million of them. So there's a lot. There's a lot of Star Wars fiction books in the extended universe. So I'm not surprised about that. But you know what's an interesting? T- speaking of ownership uh, uh, and complicated ownership, that's the other the other news item we were going to discuss. A lot of mergers and acquisitions this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, just this week. <laughs> uh, you know, well, Twitch. Yeah. Has been acquired by YouTube. We we were streaming on YouTube. Now we're streaming on Twitch for an extended uh, trial period here, and yes. now it turns out it's pretty much going to be the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'll, and we'll see. Want want? Yeah, I, I mean it's it's a little disturbing because it's just one less competitor. Uh, yes. YouTube. We 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 went from YouTube to Twitch for a few reasons. Um, maybe this means that YouTube streaming service will be better. I hope so. Maybe it means Twitch will have more content ID, like right. YouTube. So there's like yeah. eh, positives and minuses. It, it's always kind of a bummer when a, when a challenger goes by the wayside and just gets sucked up, unfortunately. But it also does mean that YouTube and Google find the space that uh, <laughs> that Twitch occupies um, as being important, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh my God, that's a disturbing message. That's very creepy. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I see um, you. 
<laughs> so, uh, but you know, they think it's important, so they're investing in it. So that's one. Yeah. The other thing we were going to highlight: a billion dollars eight... in cash, by the way. Yeah, a, a, for a, a big B. That's a big B. that's good return on investment for yeah, those people. So. They did damn well. Yeah. Mm. So the other thing we were going to talk about: the other merger or the other acquisition, I should say, is AT and T bought Directv. Yay! Again, there's nothing but bad here. Yeah, I don't see that as a, as a positive move for anybody. But then no again, way. I understand why they're doing it because their greatest competitors in the service provider world, you know, the Comcast, Time Warner Cable folks are now the largest Which provider. Are, well, they're they're still under actually, have they been cleared by the FCC? I guess they have. No. No. I don't think they have. Okay, I don't so think it's still I, under review. Regardless, yes. a lot of consolidation in the cable and in the TV and in and, and, and internet provider space, which is worrying, and yeah. I cannot wait for Google Google Fiber to get here. Basically. Yeah. You are think help us Google Fiber. You are only hope. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that works out, too, because those things always come with strings attached. And, and, and if YouTube is any indication, it's not as if Google is, is not no. uh, into the game for monetizing certain efforts that were not monetizable previously. Fully understood, but Google is definitely one. If there's one thing that they champion, it is the whole idea of uh, no caps on Internet speeds uh, or, or Internet uh, total downloads, I should say. Yeah, uh, which it looks like the industry has been like really, you know, hinting toward strongly for a decade now. Right. And right. Uh, net neutrality, which is back for now, kind of. That's a whole other back. podcast. Back in the fray. Anyway. Um, yeah. So interesting stuff. I don't know how that's really going to affect everybody. But anyway, we wanted to talk about it. Um, I think we're good on the T's and B's, aren't we? We are with the B's and the T's and, and the B's. Boom. Cutting it off. Done. We're moving on to the topic du jour, which is the topic of the day. And that is we want to we wanted to talk about the best sci-fi movies. I like sci-fi movies. I think you like sci-fi movies. I enjoy them. We did a top I am not one for top ten movie or top ten lists, but we no. the only top ten list we did on this podcast was years ago, and it was an amalgamation of our favorite top ten or our favorite sci-fi movies. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And um, so yeah, we enjoy them. I would say from time we to do. time. We enjoy them. Unfortunately, there aren't a boatload of them that we think are of very good quality, which is an interesting side note or critique on um, on uh, society or, or filmmaking society as a whole. But uh, Rolling Stone decided to take it upon themselves, so I'm loading it up right now, to, uh, I guess, in the wake Wait. of the release of Gojira. Oh, yeah, that's true. The, the new movie, they decided they were going to say, hey, let's make a list of the 20 best sci-fi <laughs> films of the of the 21st century. You know, as you, you can't throw a dead cat without hitting top 10 lists or top 20 lists nowadays. So, yeah, especially because they're all not even created by real people anymore. So. so so why are we talking about this one? Well, I came across this the other day and I thought it was interesting that they segmented it for like top they put it as top 20 sci-fi films of the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and maybe, maybe this is a, an interesting just critique of how bad Rolling Stone is, but because <laughs> my next thing was going to be saying, Hey, who the hell reads Rolling Stone? But here we are making a podcast about a Rolling Stone article. So I don't normally read Rolling Stone. Can it's I, just this one. guilty of her. Yeah. But no, yeah. Side, 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 side track here. Is Miss Quote yep. in, in Charlotte? Yes. Oh, hi. How are you? Yes. Yes, indeed. 
Anyway, uh, the so so we uh, have the, the second reason I want to talk about this because there were some interesting choices, um, ones that made me say, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." Others that made me say, "Why?" And others that said, "I have not seen this movie, but I, it sounds interesting from the description." Yeah, the, the, and I will say that there, we have not seen all of these movies. Oh no, no but, and so, that, but that part of the list is. Yeah, and well, I mean, hey, it's the internet. Everybody's got opinions, got and, opinion. or a website and Listen a podcast. Just look at look, just look at us. Um, We're not. So you know, I haven't seen most of these films. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Most <laughs> of these films I have not well, seen. You're useless to me. Uh, and I and, and but that's okay because I I think that might be in some ways a, a commentary on the list that they chose, right? Um, or maybe it just means that I am a terrible fan of science fiction. Mostly I don't know that. Uh, mostly that. So uh, I think the idea. But I like a lot of kinds of movies. I'm not just a sci-fi movie person. I like lots of different kinds of movies. Too bad we're not talking about those today. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go through uh, twenty to, from twenty to one. Uh, give our opinions quickly on each, and maybe give our opinion on a few others that we think they missed at the end. You want to do that? Yeah, because... Let's do that. All right. Uh, friends become enemies. Enemies become friends. <laughs> um. Okay, okay, let's start out with number 20. Number 20 from 2007, Sunshine. Now, this is one I have not seen. I assume you have not seen it either. I haven't seen it, no. No. Uh, it's about a motley crew aboard the spaceship Icarus 2, jumpstarting our life-giving star. And, um, it's, and it stars the Scarecrow. Yes, it does. Uh, Killian Murphy, from right? Batman Begins. Yes. I don't know his name. I don't God, know you are, actors. You're an awful person. Look. Can we just get to the freaking script here? What's going on? So, all right. So, what, what's, this, what's this thing about? <laughs> so, it, it's kind of a thriller uh, in addition to being just a sci-fi movie. And I've heard very good things about this. Okay. Um, they call it underrated, to be fair. So, in Rolling Stone's credit, you know. True. It's underrated, which means that no one actually saw this film. Yes. I, uh, I don't know a lot of people who have actually seen it. But the ones that yeah. have. Which I've, is why Rolling Stone put it in the list. Because if they put maybe, something better in the list. Or something that a lot of people did see, then they're obviously sellouts. It sounds kind of like uh, like Jack Black in High Fidelity, you know, like ah, you put you you sneak in a, a safe but slightly underrated one, you know, very sneaky. Or, yes, or like when Rolling Stone made their list of the best <laughs> guitarists of all time, and they put Jack White number two, I think, or number one, Jack White, and it, uh, at that time of the White Stripes, because this was like ten years ago. As like the number one greatest guitarist. Oh no! Here, look, I, I'm looking right here right now. There it is, the hundred greatest guitarist list. <laughs> I'm not gonna go click on it, but when they made that list, Jack White was like number one or number two, and that was just embarrassing for everyone involved. Because that's what Rolling Stone does. So, uh, anything more to say about Sunshine? Because I certainly don't have anything to say. No, about but it. Uh, I, I I could believe that's number twenty. That sounds like a pretty safe position for it. We'll, yeah, we'll move okay. on. Number nineteen from two thousand and one. Uh, yep. Donnie Darko. Yeah, th this one I can see. This one I can okay. see being you, on the list. You talk to me about Donnie Darko first, because I want to hear what you say about this. Donnie Darko is a really strange <laughs> film. This is true. I think we can all agree on that. Um, you know, I I really like Jake <clears throat> Gyllenhaal. Um, I think he does a great job in this film. He plays a but great gay cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't quit you. Um, <laughs> but but he's he is. But this movie, for me, was was not very effective when I first saw it. James. I, 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 it, it felt like an acid trip for which I had forgotten to take the acid. Is, is that... Did you is feel that, that way about Moulin Rouge as well? 
Moulin Rouge is just awful in every way possible. No. <laughs> no. In that movie. I, Doesn't matter how many drugs you're on, you <clears throat> cannot enjoy Moulin Rouge. No, first off, Moulin is, Rouge. Is Moulin Rouge on your, on your list of the top 20? Yes, is the best mm. sci-fi film. Um, no, Moulin Rouge, sidebar here. Moulin yep. Rouge, the first 30 minutes, it's totally an acid trip where you don't know what's going on. You just yeah. let it wash over you and accept it. All right? Yes. And, and it becomes good. And then there's a wonderful rendition of Roxanne in the middle there, which I know you love. Anyway, I love it. I love it. Anyway, Donnie Darko. Part of the film. Donnie Darko uh, was confusing as all get out. Um, I mean, I understood what was going on after I thought about it at the end, but it took a while. And then I just came to the slow conclusion. I don't really like this film. It's, yeah. it's a bit pretentious. Yeah. Uh, in a, a bit, bad way. I would say it's a lot, which is why I think, again, Rolling Stone put it where they did. They like pretentious. Pretentious is good as long as you're pretentious and agree with them. Um, it's 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 a very strange film, regardless of who you are. It, it the the sci-fi piece of it is is undeniable. So it, it doesn't kind of hide itself in that. Um, yeah, exactly. That you wouldn't even you watch the first hour or so of this movie, you wouldn't even think of it as sci-fi. Yes, and, and, and spoilers for me, one of the films I'm going to recommend that is not on this list is very similar in that regard, but I, I think much better I than I think Darko. I know what you're going to say, but we'll get to that later. So I'm just going to wrap this up by saying, you know what this movie reminds me a lot of in, in my reaction to it is uh, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Which is very much a gruff, um, you know, a, a sullen kid trying to find his place in the world, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And those stories just don't reach out to me. I was not... It, a it's sullen, very postmodern. Maybe, it is. It's I'm not much of a sullen. I wasn't much of a sullen teenager. I actually enjoyed yeah. my life. I'm sorry. So I, maybe, yeah. maybe I just can't yeah. relate. Yeah, you you, eh. you do kind of feel like if you watch this movie, like you're you know you're the kind of person that like shut yourself in a room to listen to you know, The Cure, endlessly. Uh, uh, maybe maybe Mr. Epic Game Music in the chat is right. Maybe you have to watch it more than once. I have only yeah. watched it once. I, I'm I, I'm guilty of that as well. So you know, and and certainly life changes between being uh, 19 years old and yeah, how old I am now. I've forgotten. 58. Uh, 58. But but so maybe my perspective would change on it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, and it, this wasn't a terrible movie in the way Usual Suspects was a terrible movie. Okay, there were definitely redeeming features. Yes. Uh, I, I do think the whole sci-fi bit was was interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was we already talked about smaller than you would expect this being on yeah. a sci-fi movie list. But yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. That's why we're kind of talking around things. There was spoilers. Well, if you wanted to watch Donnie Darko, in that case though, I think it is kind of a more of a classic sci-fi film in many ways because it's not necessarily just about you know spaceships and <clears throat> you know powerful machines. It, it's kind of it's kind of a more about the message. Uh, by altering mm. a, a kind of technological or scientific fact about the world. I mean, that's what classic sci-fi does. And right? v- Vulcan is, yes. And Vulcan Assassin brings up the butterfly effect. Oh, now there's an interesting example. Let's go ahead and talk. Well, no, let's, let's save that for later. Um, yep, let's, let's, let's do. Let's do. Uh, number 18 from 2010, Monsters. This one I know absolutely nothing about. Uh-uh. Director Gareth Edwards made this ingeniously minimalist giant monster movie in which two travelers seek safe passage through a post-alien invasion, uh, kaiju-dotted landscape. The idea well, that's of, interesting. The idea of offering only glimpses of the creature and focusing more on the aftermath may have been the result of budgetary concerns, but necessity is certainly the mother of invention here. It's a clever way of making a familiar sci-fi scenario seem fresh again. And I tried to see Godzilla 
three times uh, during the opening weekend. Count them three times. Really? And all three times they were completely sold out in three different theaters. So, so uh, I have not seen Godzilla yet, but I hear that this is a, a core mechanic there as well. This, this okay. seems to be more Jaws-like than classic Godzilla. Um, more and, Alfred Hitchcock, and it's going to offer. It's, that's going to remind me more uh, a little bit of another movie coming up soon, so we can talk about that then. But as for monsters itself, so the monster movie seems pretty strong still. Monsters yes. itself, neither of us have seen it. Sounds interesting. Yeah, could be could deserve its place there. Seventeen right. is another one I haven't seen, but I've definitely heard more about, and that is from two thousand two, Reign of Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, <clears throat> was released uh, da, 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 set in the not-so-distant future of post-apocalyptic 2020 England, terrorized mm. by flying, fire-breathing beasts who have awakened yeah. from an eons-long hibernation. The film features mm. Matthew McConaughey as an obsessive dragon hunter and Christian Bale as a meek farmer. So, uh, over-the-top and fun is it's, it's supposed to be. And I've definitely, I remember when this came out. Yeah, I mean, I I remember it, and I remember like pa- like passing right over it, and and you know almost nobody was going to see this movie, uh, but I do remember it coming out. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't know anybody that had any interest in it, even though it had Matthew McConaughey. The impressions I've got of this from talking to friends is that it was uh, a fun little romp. There's nothing, you know, there's no gravitas really around mm. it. Mm. But it's like it's kind of an interesting idea. It's a twist, you know. It's, it's not just people fighting dragons. It's people fighting yeah. dragons in the near future on Earth when yeah. they awaken. It's like a Cthulhu-ish kind of thing going on there. Yeah, and I think that's a cool that's a cool theme. You know, it's it's almost yeah. like it's almost like a a Western European version of the Japanese kaiju. Yeah. Scenario. Exactly. So, so, I mean, for that, this is one I, I made a little list after reading this of ones that I would be interested in seeing, and this is one of them. Especially a, a pre-Batman uh, Christian Bale. So, yes. okay. Sounds yes. good. All right. I'll take it. That's not American Psycho. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll quote, we'll quote uh, James Epic Game Music on that. I remember that movie. Meh. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 16 is one I've heard of before. Attack the Block from 2011. Not only have I never heard of this movie, it looks utterly st- stupid. Oh, uh, I, I think we disagree on this one. Evil Extraterrestrials versus British Hood Rats. Yeah, and it's not. I'm just gonna not, leave it at that. The, yeah. So, so uh, um, you don't like the idea of of, of uh, teenage British no no gooders of of British British goonies versus yeah. aliens. Yeah, yeah. It even no. says right here it's it's uh, embraces the scrappy take on '80s blockbusters. Yeah, I, I I mean it is it's a remake of Goonies with aliens is what it looks like. So why why no you, thanks why 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 do you not like this idea? I I didn't really like Goonies to be honest. Oh, honest. Goonies are good enough. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> I, I, I get why people like Goonies, and I was okay. a kid, so I liked Goonies like that. But I, Goonies is not like a movie I can watch now. Like I can go back and watch Hook, and it's still a great movie. Hook you is know? a good movie. It's a great movie. It's still got really cool themes to it. It works. <laughs> I just described Doctor Who. I did. Um, not, not, Go- not I just okay. So for the record, I just fully saw Goonies for the first time like a year ago. Yeah, and it was good enough. I think I think it describes it very well, actually. Yeah, yeah. So hey, you know what? So I'm going to say that. Our lover. I'm going to say that for Attack the Block as well. It's good enough. Yeah, I'm sure. <clears throat> Number fifteen. Here we go. 2008. Cloverfield. Yeah, now here's here's one that I think deserves to be on the list. I think that's a pretty good spot. F- yeah, 
ish for it you know it okay big monster movie again does a lot without really showing the monster although it does at the yes. end uh it, the only problem is, is it's um what are they oh it says it right there duh i should just read the site found footage it's a found footage film yes yes where you know everything's just like oh you know the blair witch project right um <laughs> in 99 kind of kicks off this whole movement of found footage films but it wasn't even that overused in 2008 i would say no but it's so dead now yeah unfortunately and found I, footage movies are dumb i didn't even realize that tj miller from silicon valley was in this i i didn't either that's hilarious and uh, i need to go watch it again <laughs> yeah just because of that now i haven't seen it since it came out but i remember coming away from it that i mean all of the um like social media or uh, yes. that, that See, not why, social media because Twitter wasn't even around then. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, you, you know what I mean? The, like the, the, the internet campaign, the internet. Marketing yeah. Campaign. I mean, that was all a bit much and unnecessary, but it was cool as hell. It was cool. And it got people talking about it. And in the end, yeah. it was a solid monster movie. I'm not even one that's big for monster movies, but I enjoyed this one and I thought it was sufficiently creepy. Yes. So, and, and I, I like, um, I think the the significance of the internet marketing schemes that they were running is is something innovative and cool that that yeah. maybe bumps that thing up a couple points just because it's you know the movie itself might be whatever but just that that piece it was innovative in that regard and I kind of like how they never really explain where the monster came from yeah that's fine is, right. okay speeding things up Primer from two thousand four is coming at number fourteen have you seen Primer no okay no. so I, I saw Primer a few years ago this is. It is amazing what was able to be done. It's a little over an hour long independent mm. movie made for a few thousand dollars in Texas. Um, uh, but it's, it's a movie about this guy who invents time travel, but it's tricky. Basically, you get in this machine. Uh, you, you, well, you start the machine, I should say. Okay. And then you can travel back to any, you know, to a point to a point in time where the machine was on. So you can't yes. just use it to go back to Babylonian times or something. You have this set window that you can use to travel through time. So you can like turn it on and go about your day and find out what stocks were big that day. Travel back, yeah. buy those stocks. But you can't run into yourself, you know, who's also going about your day. And so it's it definitely becomes confusing because there's multiple copies of upon copies upon copies. And there's a lot of ethics questions raised there's a lot uh, of confusion yeah. raised i see but i like that that's cool you know bring that's what sci-fi should be doing should be it's questions. totally worth a watch but you're not going to get it the first time you're probably not, not going to get it unless you like look at some of these charts online that track the timelines but uh, I, I mean i as much as i like movies that need charts to explain them it's worth it like um, i said it's only a little over an hour long so you might as well Definitely one the next of the best. one. I'm, I actually think is also a movie that belongs on the list. I agree. Maybe even a little bit higher on the list. I agree. Minority Report at number thirteen from two thousand two. Even um, though it's a, it's a Tom Cruise movie. I know it's kind of amazing. This seems like it would have blockbuster flop written all over it. You know, Tom Cruise mm -hmm. and Steven Spielberg, based off of a Philip K. Dick story. You know, but it really works well. And uh, well, I mean, you hear about it all the time nowadays with uh, the NSA listening in, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. And uh, with uh, tactile uh, responsiveness from things like Connect and screens. That, exactly, that yeah. Act the movements and, yeah. The, the people compare things like Connect to Minority Report all the time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, this was a very is good. This was a very solid movie, I thought. Yeah, I thought so, too. Not it's not, you know, uh, 
this this kind of kicked off in my mind a, a lot of um, uh, remakes of some some kind of far reaching classical sci-fi like i'm thinking of the irobot remake with will smith oh, that was just that movie sucked ass that really had very little to do with I yes robot at all but 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 my point is it was at least borrowing the name and that movie is just a suck fest it's it's definitely not on the list it's terrible uh i'm, I'm thinking more ai which is another steven spielberg movie um, ai is, is another great example that was one that went wrong in a few ways it wasn't a terrible movie Mm. But it could have been better, mm. you know. Yeah, okay, I, I I can buy that. I can buy that. Yeah, but anyway, the Minority Report, good, should be on it. I agree. Uh, Moon coming at number twelve, two thousand nine. Have you seen this? No. This is no. another one that uh, people talk about a lot. As in, this is this is an amazing independent film you must watch. You know, Mystery, Mystery Science Theater. Is that what this is? Yes, it is. No. <laughs> well, it looks like Joel Hogson in a jumpsuit. Well, first off, Sam Rockwell is really awesome in almost anything he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right. so you have him as the star. You have, Kev, I believe, Kevin Spacey is the voice of the computer. Oh, that is sweet. Yes. Uh, there's very little I can say about this without spoiling it. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of twists and turns in here. Not a lot, okay. but there's some big I, twists and turns. I am writing this one down. You should watch that one. You should watch see. Primer along with it. <clears throat> uh, I, I have no problem with this being on the list. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's very interesting because it, it it's exploring the mental situation of this guy working alone in a, in an uh, 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 an isolated vir- environment for years upon years. Uh, or a few years at a time, I should say. And uh, you definitely question whether he's going through some sort of space madness or whether something right. really sinister is going on. It's And it does a lot with a little. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I like put it that way. Like that. I, I very love good. 2001, which dabbles in a lot of those same themes. So I bet I would love this. Uh, I just recently saw number 11, uh, The World's End. From 2013, I have, I have not seen this. So the, supposedly, this 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 fills out the uh, the trilogy of movies uh, from Edgar Wright, um, uh, starting with Sean. I mean, they're you know very very loosely connected, if at uh, all. Shaun of the Dead, then Hot Fuzz, and now The World's End. Uh, and I, you know what? I have not seen an Edgar Wright uh, um, film that I was disappointed mm-hmm. with. Scott Pilgrim also is in there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. They're very tight and they're yeah. good. They're just good yeah. films. World's End, I I sat back and I thought about it for a little bit afterwards, and I it might be my favorite of his actually. Huh. That's uh, cool. It's it's I'm worth it. Yeah, no, seriously, you should watch that. Uh, um, Simon Pegg and Nicholas Frost are always great. Yes, they uh, never disappoint. No, I I mean it, it's a very interesting movie. It's one of the, another one of those movies that you don't. If you didn't go into it knowing better, you wouldn't think of sci-fi until about halfway through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's funny. It is hilarious. And there are some real strong emotions in huh. this film. Like, I, stronger than I, I'm getting kind of chills thinking about it. you really feel for some of the characters in ways that wow. movies have not done for me much lately. That is cool. Uh, it's that is very, cool. very good. I like that. I, I put it top ten easily. Nice. Speaking of tap 10, <laughs> we have uh, the host at number 10, 2006. Haven't seen this one. No, no idea. I, I think you would. Another uh, monster movie flick. 
Uh, this yeah, one and I'm not a monster Korean. movie guy. Either. I, again, I me neither. To, but um, yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we can pretty much move on because yeah, we don't I mean, know much about. It. What I don't is know anything about that? What is the topic du jour? Asked Jay Dilla. Dilla. <laughs> what is the Jay Dilla? Um, the topic du jour are the best sci-fi movies of the new millennium, and we are talking specifically. We're right now. We're going through a specific article from Rolling Stone regarding the best movies of the new millennium and kind of put our little critique on them. Thank you. After which, after which, we're going to talk about the movies that didn't make the list that we think should. Yes. So and stay we're, tuned. We're already running over time, so we're going yeah. to kind of... Hey, number nine. Yes. I have not seen, but I think... I've seen some movies, man. But I've... Yeah, but this, <laughs> this movie... I do want... Is, I really one, want to see this. This is not at all. This is not like a kaiju movie I missed. This is a movie I legitimately wanted to see. I just didn't find the time. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think it did have a little bit more of a limited release. I don't know if this was a full wide release movie, though. Uh, but I, I could be wrong about that. But I I just remember it being like something you had to kind of go specific places to watch. Um, but I her from 2013, mm-hmm. number nine with Joaquin Phoenix. I am. I am so excited to see this movie, and I would have no de- no qualms with it being in the top ten just by virtue of what I already do know about it, which is that it's all it's it's what in many ways AI should have should have been if mm. AI were about the the actual condition of AI in today's world. Right, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a brilliant, very modern take on you know you use Siri or Google Now or whatever, and it almost seems like you're talking to a real person or a real assistant. You know, right? right? <clears throat> so you have the story of this guy who just falls in love with his PDA, essentially. And I haven't. It's like, like what, said, what happens when it. you mix seems- sci-fi and and you know a, a romantic comedy, I, uh, and they yeah. they just intersect perfectly in the middle. And uh, this is a Spike Jones movie too. And Spike Jones does not make a lot of movies. It's a Spike Jones joint. It's a Spike Jones. Spike Jones joint. And uh, and so, but I have liked his movies. Um. The only actually, I, you know what I have not seen is where the wild things are. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but um, yeah, I, I definitely want to see her, and I I think it, without even seeing it, it looks like it belongs <laughs> in the top ten. Uh, I agree. Uh, number eight, Looper from 2012. This is the one with Bruce Willis and uh, da, 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 what's his face? And Bruce Willis Jr. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and basically they're playing the same character from different points in time right. and. Like there's like these assassins that travel through time and it's he has to kill himself, essentially. Sounds very I, interesting. I've heard mixed yeah. reviews on this movie. Overall positive. Yeah. But it's one that, again, is on my list. I, I should I should see this movie. I, I heard I heard really good things about it. Um, you know, the, the the things that people don't like about it are that, you know, some of the little small touches, like I, I heard that they were they were really making Joseph Gordon-Levitt like they were post-producing so that he looked more like Bruce Willis and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The, but that's nitpicky stuff. Like I, I don't, you know, part okay. of sci-fi is kind of leaving some a part of reality at the gate. I'm okay with doing that. Um, Looper, I think, would be cool. I, I like kind of I like <clears> the. I know it's a loop, right? But it's it's almost like a a, a Mobius loop, right? Th- movies that kind of continuously move on, and you can't tell where they begin or end. I love movies like that, so I think I would like. This. Uh, move on to number seven. Actually, one you should like, uh, Serenity at two, at uh, from two thousand five. This is of I course did. the the film coda 
to the very short-lived Firefly Joss Whedon series. This this movie was very good. Um, you know, I, I think it's a solid, a solid sci-fi movie. It is not. Um, there's there's a touch of the hokiness of the show in it, but not enough to ruin it. <laughs> it is it is it's smarter than the show, and I think it's it's a little bit it's a little bit tighter as well. I I, I just. And it was also really believable and has some very good performances in it. And, and I, I uh, especially the, uh, the 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 young lady, the the Serenity um, River, you know, the, the River. Um, man, she was so freaking creepy in this movie. And mm-hmm. then when she starts like killing peoples and stuff, you're just like, holy shit, this is great. Um, so I, you- and I know I just argued for this in a, in completely <laughs> the wrong way, but I really liked it. I thought it was great. So. Uh- you know how much I love Firefly and I love Serenity. Yes. I think they're great. Yes. Um, yes. I would actually, I don't know if I'd put this top 10 sci-fi. I would put it top 10. But uh, I think it's a very good movie. I love the movie. I just don't know. Underrated. It, yes. It, it's it's a great, great finish to the Firefly world that was set up in the, in the show. But um, as far as a pure sci-fi you know, or not, and that's not the right word I want to use here. Yeah. But as far as like a, 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 a sci-fi movie that stands on its own. Yes. Um, I think there are better ones. I think, I think there are 10 better ones in the past 13, 14 years. I completely agree with that. But, but to my surprise, and it was a yes. very, very good movie. Yes. And the, there's a death or two that are, is very shocking. We'll I, I, th- but this should fly in the face of some of the things we've talked about recently uh, that you've pointed your, bony little fingers at me about but i i wanted to dislike this movie but i couldn't because it's too good it's good that's why you should try the actual series and then you should like that anyway number six district nine 2009 Uh, unquestionably one of the best sci-fi movies of the last 14 years in my mind this is a movie you can watch one time and you've seen it enough times you don't need to see it again because it's kind of gory and bloody and you get the picture um so is it a is it an all-time classic I wouldn't say it's like an all-time classic, but it is. I, here's how I think of, of District Nine. It is a. It is a. It, first of all, it is the aborted fetus that was the Halo movie. Oh. That's number one. And number two, it, it be, by virtue of that, it goes on to be something very different, which is I think a very well put together and very well thought out classical sci-fi movie made in 2009. Right. Yes. This is a movie that could fit in in the 50s, mm-hmm. except it was made in 2000. It was a Peter Jackson movie, right? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Neil Blomkamp, but Peter Jackson produced it. Ah, thank you. Um, I actually haven't seen this yet. I know. You, you haven't seen District 9? I still haven't seen this. I'm a terrible person. I, I, I thought you saw that with me. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Uh, no this, okay, uh, this is the faux documentary about uh, aliens living in South Africa, basically. Yeah, it is. Kind of second. It's, 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 it's one of those that kind of veers away from sci-fi into being just more social commentary, but it's supposed to be very good at that. So I've, I've heard yeah. very good things. District 9 is great. Uh, number five, Gravity, 2013. Have you seen this? How I have not. How okay. interesting is it that I mean this to me? And I have not seen this film, but it's interesting to me that they were so willing to call it number five of the best. Um, I've heard it's great. Everybody says it's great. So uh, I you know, just George Clooney. We trust. I don't know. I, mean, I just recently saw this on yeah. a small TV yeah. on a DVD, and yeah. um, I've heard a lot of people say that it's not even worth watching outside the IMAX theater. Like, it's great yeah. in the IMAX theater, but don't even bother watching it on TV. I disagree. I, I mean, I've yeah. only seen it on a TV. I can yeah. understand how watching it in IMAX would be, lit- like, just literally breathtaking. 
Yeah. I, I wish I had seen it uh, in that way. Shot because very it, well. It, yes, but even alone of the encompassing feature of watching an IMAX, it's still a very, very solid, uh, you know, kind of desert, lost on a desert island type movie. Basically, you know, it's these people that are literally lost in space and yeah. they're trying to make their way back to Earth. And it is gotcha. just... Uh, I think it's it's probably about an hour, yeah, an hour and a half long, but it just seems like it goes by like that. Um, huh. Because it's just... And some people said it was boring that I talked to. I have no idea what they're talking about. There's not yeah. three minutes that goes by before there's something blowing up, essentially, and, and some sort of tension. It's just very tense movie. It's yeah. is the CGI is amazing in it. Yes. Uh it's on that very, that I've very well. universally heard. It yes. is a it is a glorious spectacle of a film. Yes. And and uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. A very tight, very good movie. I, I recommend it. Cool. Uh, number four, Wally. Wally. Now this one's From interesting to me. Why? You know, I, I I'm not saying that animated movies can't be sci-fi movies because they can be. You know, you can have an animated sci-fi movie. But I think if you if you include animation, there's probably a whole lot of other movies that probably need to be on this list too like? that aren't Wally. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, think about. I'm how about um, oh you know the first thing that popped in my head which is stupid is Toy Story that's not a side <laughs> movie. Um, I was like oh look it, it, it's Wally it's Disney it's it's, it's yeah Toy so Story. yeah I think I think that's a little bit of a false thing it's it's put that's a reach there. Yeah, um, that's a reach I think well well Wally is a very good movie Wally my, is a is a very it, it is a very very good one movie. of the best Pixar movies not my favorite Pixar movies but one of the best um, and no yeah. and in that regard up. Is that's not sci-fi? Is, well, it's sci-fi in the same way that a lot of the movies on this list already are sci-fi, ah. and this premise and tries to talk to us about, you know, a, a, a persistent issue in society, right? Ah. Or that's to humanity. So, one of the things that's brought up fairly often, but I think is worth bringing up again with Wally. Uh, first of all, great, great movie, but yes, it's amazing that there's no talking for like the first half hour. Yep. Just the expressiveness. And it doesn't need it at all. That's, no. That is the power of Pixar. They're amazing, the expressiveness they have just with Wally and Eve. Um, no, it's it's great. It kind of gives me chills. Um, and it's the, a great, the, great movie. I'm not sure I would put this in a top 10 sci fi list, though. I could accept it. Um, number three surprised me a bit. I think this was the let's put a shocker in here. Um, yeah. Under the Skin from 2013. Otherwise, oh, there's, a, there's a shocker in that movie. Uh, well, uh, we, probably. Otherwise oh. known as uh, the movie where Scarlett Johansson shows her boobs. Finally. Oh, there is a shocker in this movie. I need to see this. Yeah. Uh, everything I have heard from about this movie, I haven't seen it. I think it oh. only recently got wide release. Um, everything I've heard about this movie is meh. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's, yeah. it's either this, mediocre this to okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Mediocre yes. good, I should say. So I, I well, mean, well, wait. This is an if I remember correctly, this is an adaptation of a of a of a of a book, and the book was actually about cows. I the, don't the, know about that one. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure this is an adaptation of a 
of an old movie or an old book that was about not an old book but a recent a recent book sci-fi about cows that come to earth because they're like and then they 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 try to think about what they can take the form of in order to or aliens come to earth they see that cows are you know, kind of universally accepted as like harmless creatures so they all start to walk the earth as cows so they can take over i think you're and just making stuff up now I'm pretty sure that's that's what it is. But what happened was... Do the took, cows show their udders? Yeah, there you go. First time. <laughs> um, and then what happened was, the, obviously, that, that would not make a very good film. So they took that premise and just changed it into women. And that's what that's that's the whole premise behind this movie. You might also be thinking of Earth Girls Are Easy. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, yes, Moon was on the list at number 12, actually. Mr. Indie Game Searchlight in the chat. Um... So yeah, uh, what was that under the skin? That's a weird one. I, I don't know. I, even though I haven't even seen it, I, I, I am dubious as to its inclusion. Yeah, um, number two, Inception, two thousand ten. This is my shoe in. I, I think this this one has to be on there. It's one of my favorite sci fi movies. I don't. I, uh, I feel I wasn't as impressed about it as as a lot I, I of really liked were. it. But it was, it was really very like it. good, extraordinarily yeah. solid. I'd put a top yes. ten. Sure, why not? I put a top ten. I can accept I that. I don't know if I put a two, but I put a top ten. Yeah, uh, I mean, you got. Christopher Nolan, you got uh, Leo, who has become a, a legit big movie star. Yeah, uh, and it's movies like this that really help cement that. Almost a caricature of himself at this point. He's yeah. almost like you know. And perhaps most, perhaps most importantly, this is the movie that uh, ensured that all previews from then on had to have. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Anyway. Well, it, it was it was Christopher Nolan does that with the Dark Knight and all those other kinds of things too. His trailers have that kind of feel to it. It's it, he he likes his soundtracks to be kind of now everyone does punchy and and deep and you know kind of hard hitting. It was, um, it, was, it was really a beautiful movie too. With the it the really is. And, I don't and, care that it's that it's full of holes or whatever else. You know, people try to take it to <clears> ask. <throat> I mean, it's, it's a sci-fi movie. It's not supposed to be, um, you know, uh, airtight in that regard. I think it's more about kind of telling a story. And you know, what what happens at the end? No one will ever know. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad you figured it out. Uh, I, I, it's a little little Schrodinger's <laughs> cat to end the film. And number one, we have Children of Men from 2006. Have you, Man. Have you seen this movie? I have not seen this film, even though it comes highly recommended. You should watch it. I watched it not knowing a lot about it going in and was pretty blown away. Um, mm. I, You know, I don't know if I would personally put it number one for yeah. the whole past 13 years, 14 years. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I have no real problem with it being number one on this list. Um, yeah. It is some of the best long shots I've ever seen in cinema. You know, yeah. just where they where they hold a shot for minutes at a time, doing amazing camera work. I, I mean, the cinematography is pretty damn amazing. But beyond hmm. that, the story is interesting. You know, what if everyone yeah. suddenly just is infertile? What happens to the world? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Clive Owen is a pretty darn. You know, he's he's a, he's a good everyman. Yeah. Um, Although he's not a great actor, that's fine. I you know, you don't he's, you don't have to be. He you know? works in this. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves was in my in my opinion the best sci-fi sci movie like maybe ever. And yeah, good point. He, as to Keanu Reeves is not a very good actor. 
So. But uh, no, I would highly recommend you watch this and anyone else who has not seen it to watch it. Uh, yeah. It's worth, worth your time. That's so um, those are the 10 from Rolling Stone. Uh, what did they miss? Yeah, um, well, maybe we'll just pass this back one at a time because I've, I've got a couple I want to talk about, but, right. but we'll just go. We'll go one at a time. I think we, we did not coordinate lists ahead of time, so nope. I bet we'll probably have some common things on here. So I'll start with one that I thought was a gross um, miss by these guys. They just completely passed it over. And that is a, a movie that is a very much um, not what you would consider a traditional sci-fi movie in the, in, the, in the sense of kind of a modern sci-fi movie. But it is very much a sci-fi movie in the classical sense in that it really just kind of takes it's, – it's almost like watching a, a two-and-a-half-hour-long Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. And that is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That was my number one miss. It is it absolutely should have been on this list. It would have been top ten at least. I would put it top ten. Um, it is absolutely fantastic. The 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 tweak that they use. It's you know, calling the sci-fi is not is not a stretch. It is a sci-fi movie. However, mm-hmm. the the mechanics that they use to put to inject sci-fi into this story is so subtle and so small that you you don't even care about granting it. You know, and it basically asked the, the universal question that all of us have asked ourselves at some point in time, which is right after you break. This is the best breakup movie ever made, by the way. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you break up with somebody and you wonder, oh, this hurts so freaking bad. If I could, I would just erase that person's memory from my from my entire head and never remember that I was ever with them. And then what would happen? That's what this movie is all about. It, it, it's an it's my favorite uh, piece that. Uh charlie kaufman's done mm. it's i think jim carrey's best dramatic work yeah uh I, I think that's i think that's a great point uh everyone in it does a really good job actually um it's just great and i love how at the end it it pretty much states that the 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 theme the main question yes. is if you know if you're really positive this is all going to turn out badly right is, is is the ride worth it, it yeah you know, exactly and it also Great. asks some interesting questions about fate, and and yeah. you know it, it's it's a movie that that makes you sit down and think about things that a lot of movies don't make you think about. This is definitely not a religious movie, but I think it could certainly it can certainly go there afterwards. Reflecting, you can kind of say, "Man, what does it all mean?" Mm-hmm. I, to me, that's the definition of a sci-fi movie. It makes you think beyond the scope of what you just saw. Eternal Sunshine does that in droves, you know. They never answer overtly those questions. Right. They, they thematically give you answers, but they never answer the questions of why things happen the way that they do. They leave that to you to think about. And I think that is the best possible way to write a sci-fi movie. Uh, before I move on to my uh, suggestion, Vulcan Assassin in the chat is uh, pushing for surrogates. Uh, Vulcan, uh, pitch it to us in the chat and we'll take a look. Yeah. Um, mine is probably not super well known. Um, mm. But it's the man from Earth. Yeah, have you th- seen this, this one? I haven't seen it, but but this is another one that I thought might be on the list when I when I went to go pull it up. So you've heard of it? I've heard of it. Yes. So what this is uh, is a film based off of a I don't know if it was a sh- I think it was just a, a, a story, maybe a short story by Jerome Bixby who worked mm. on some Star Trek scripts, mm. like original Star Trek. Uh, did he do City on the Edge of Forever? He might have. Um, 
No. He did uh Mirror Mirror Day of the Dove. Okay, mm. so he, he did some he did some original Star Trek work. Uh regardless, um this is a so you you've heard the concept of a bottle episode of a TV yes. show where they're running low on, you know, uh, funds for the season, so they just have right. everyone in a in basically sitting in a room and it's like a character study. This is like a right. bottle movie. You know, yes. essentially the whole thing takes place in a cabin and the the uh, <clears throat> the crux of it is there's this guy who's a professor at a t- at a college and he's there with his friends and because it's his last day he's he's moving on and he basically tells them uh because they're inquiring about weird stuff in his uh you know character and he's like well i'm actually like twelve thousand years old mm. and that the whole movie is essentially his colleagues not sure whether to believe him and probing him about it and they're and you know they're asking all sorts of questions and how it affects like their scientific knowledge and their religious understanding and this that and the other this would be an amazing stage play huh that's what it feels like to me uh and there's some there's uh, there's some iffy actors in it but there's some also some really good ones um the one stands out to me the most as good is uh, I'm looking up his name right now. Uh, hmm. Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Candyman. Uh, he's been in a lot of things, but you probably know him best as Candyman. Um, uh. He's a powerful guy, uh, you know, a powerful uh, performer, and he's very, very good in this. I see. Uh, it's not a long movie, and I highly suggest it. It's uh, if nothing else, hopefully, it's a little thought provoking. Yes, I see. Um. Vulcan with surrogates. Set in a futuristic world where humans live in isolation and interact through surrogate robots, a cop is forced to leave his home for the first time in years Mm. in order to investigate the murders of others' surrogates. Huh. Uh, You could have a robot made to be just like you, only improved. Perfect age, better looking, super strength, and controlled from a VR unit at home. Similar to Avatar. Very interesting. Also, hello, pond life. Um... And yes, Total Stasis uh, makes on <laughs> the Doctor from Star Trek Enterprise is uh, one of the characters. Uh, he's he's one of the more goofy characters in Man from Earth, but uh, I think he's fine. I think he's pretty good in it. Uh, did you did you have another one? Uh, oh, I've got plenty. <laughs> um, let's do but, um, let, let's do one more each. I think I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll k- kill some of the other ones. Um, we we can also do lists of of the other ones we've got. I was surprised. Um, I, I've got two franchises. How about I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll fight okay. it between two franchises because I think you could put either of these franchises. First of all, with the love affair that the world has, including Rolling Stone, with the Hunger Games, I'm surprised Hunger Games wasn't on there. <sighs> because Hunger Games is, is in, in effect, a sci-fi film. <sighs> two sci-fi films. And I thought, at the very least, the second... And, and I am by no means a fan of the books. I've never read them in any shape you know, or form, I don't know anything about them. But the second film to me uh was very, very good. And and I would put it I would put it maybe not top ten, but I would put it as, as one of the top twenty that I've seen. It's very, very good. It's a good movie. Really? Hunger Games? The second Hunger Games movie. Oh okay. I haven't seen the second Catching one. Fire. I yeah. Seen that one. Um right. and the other the other the other franchise I was gonna say was Star Trek. I thought I am a little I mean, I would I wouldn't put it like top five or anything, but I no. thought that Star Trek deserves to be in the top 20 i thought that was a very solid sci-fi movie yeah it still makes certain trekkies cringe but it's a solid sci-fi movie it's the reason why jj abrams is doing star wars come on yeah 
Do you have one more? I, I have one more I definitely want to get to, but it's you go ahead and take one more. I wonder if it's gonna be the same one as yours. <clears throat> uh mine the last one I want to talk about is the prestige. Mmm. That's a great pick. That's a solid pick. That's what I thought you were going to say uh, when you were talking earlier about a movie that you don't realize is sci-fi until about halfway through. And it, yep. and it no, kind of was... hits you with that suddenly. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a movie about these two dueling magicians. Basically, they're always trying to one-up each other. Solid. I love the, describing this, this movie uh, <laughs> in the terms of... Uh, it's a movie uh, about uh, Batman and Wolverine fighting, and also uh, David Bowie's there to help out. Um, no, literally, uh, you have Hugh Jackman as one magician, and Christian Bale as the other, and you know Scarlett Johansson's in there, meh, in a in a meh role. Is it Scarlett? Yeah, it is. And uh, mm -hmm. David Bowie is Nikola Tesla, of all people, thrown in. It's very yes. interesting. But yeah. um, It's a good movie. It's a very solid movie. And the ending, don't want to spoil if you haven't seen it, but it definitely makes you go, whoa, unexpected. Pretty yeah. pretty solid movie and uh, it's sneaky sci-fi there. I own that one, and I and that I didn't even think about that one on my list, but it's, it's a great nomination. Yeah. Um, here's one that I actually saw in the theater, and, and this is the last one I'll talk about, but... Man, I I I loved this movie when I saw it in the theater, and I have not even talked about it since. But I need to go get this movie, and I think all of you should see it. And I think it belongs on this list. And that is a movie called Chronicle from a few years back. I have not seen this one. Chronicle is it looks. I think they marketed it very poorly, which is why I think the film didn't do so well. But essentially, it's it's very very simple. Um, Again, all the sci-fi kind of stuff happens very quickly at the very beginning of the movie, and then it just becomes kind of a character piece, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, <clears throat> quick synopsis: meteor hits the Earth, okay, and and kind of shakes up this this small town, and these uh, teenagers discover it, and they start to find out later on in the in the weeks after that it it kind of gave them special powers. So they're almost superhero-like now. But they have to kind of refine it, and they have to work on those skills to become better, right? It's almost like a muscle you have to develop. Hmm. But it gave them this superpower. And so the movie becomes a, a tremendous um, character piece by which it asks the question, if you and all of your friends did develop superpowers, how freaking crazy would, <laughs> would the world really be? Because, you know... It's kind of like how Watchmen takes Batman to the logical conclusion. Mm -hmm. This kind of takes, you know, uh, several of, of the superhero movies to their logical conclusions of if a teenager did discover this, wouldn't they just start, you know, going crazy in, in a teenage angsty kind of way and just destroying cities, right? Yes, um, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, and killing each other, which is, which is and, and I'm not saying that happens in the movie because you, you need to see it, it's... It's it's not it's just that they are very very think of all the problems that teenagers have uh -huh. and if they discover that they discover they have superpowers how all the how all those interactions could be different um, Chronicle is a great movie not just a good movie in my opinion and it should be on this list and I don't know how it got overlooked I had actually heard I had not actually heard about that so I, I should look that up yeah I've made a, a note. pleasantly I thought the movie was gonna be dumb as hell saw it in the theater it was phenomenal and it it was. It was so poorly marketed, I forgot the name of it, and ah. couldn't. And I had to go search for it before the podcast. I uh, I made a note of that along with surrogates. Yeah, so there we go. All right, so you know, I mean, uh, 
some some good stuff on here, and I'm going to make a note too, because you know, we've we've talked through this topic I think pretty well, but uh, there was there was a recent article, and I forget where it was written. It's not a tremendously well written article. There's several mistakes. It's kind of what happens with new media, but go look it up. It is, and I don't even remember the title per se, but here's what it's about. It's about how the year 1999 changed films forever i think i saw that that. so many of the echoes of what's happening in today's film really ties back to to things that happened in 1999 with films like the matrix Mm -hmm. um and and it it is actually kind of uncanny because they all it it really is kind of strange how everything ties back to 1999 and everything we just talked about in some ways from you know the the superhero film to um some of the stuff we don't like, like found footage movies, you know, the Blair Witch Project, like 1999 was the year. That's true. So, That's uh, true. I forgot about that. So anyway, check out that article. It's worth your time. Cool. Well, um, we blathered on quite a bit. We have. We should. You know what we're going to do? Let's just do a little lightning round of questions, shall we? Let's let's do like let's do like five questions. Boom. And. I haven't gotten any questions during the course of the whole show. I don't know if people didn't know how to... Well, if someone would like to ask you a question, then they should do what? Yeah, well, I tell you what, just throw it into the chat. Let's do that. Oh, my God. You're going real lightning round. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. We, we, you know, lightning round. Oh, so you have no no questions ready, is what you're saying? Yes. Oh! Man, people were asking questions all, all during the thing I could have brought up. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. Well, once once YouTube buys these guys, we're gonna figure out a better way to do this. Hmm. <laughs> All right, I got a question for you. Hey, what? Well, okay, go ahead. Okay. Okay. First off, we're gonna talk Game of Thrones for literally sixty seconds. I'm gonna time us. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So it's not really a question; it is more of a comment. So if you mm-hmm. if you have not uh, if you're not caught up on Game of Thrones the TV show literally sixty seconds stop listening right now no. so uh, the challengers for the big fight are turning have turned out to be uh, the Mountain and uh, what's his face uh, over and in Martell over in Martell and Daniel Red totally Bible. called that he kind of metagamed a little bit but he totally I'm called that my my oh, thought thanks. which I frankly think would have been better. Was that it was going to be Jamie fighting for Tyrion, and then yes. Cersei was going to hire Bronn because, frankly, that's all that gold speaks to Bronn. And yes. so, and then Bronn was going to kill Jamie, and that was going to be so heart rendering. See, rending. See, that would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Secondarily, I thought you had a better or more interesting plot point for who might have killed Joffrey when you said, I don't think she did it. I think, but it would have been interesting if Cersei killed him because, yeah. frankly, Yes, it seems like she would have the least to gain, but at the same yeah. time, she had, she knew she had lost control. So that would have been interesting. She knew she lost control. She was the he was the bane of her existence at that point, and she always had Tommen. But as we found out, you know, I guess Cersei had a feeling that now her father was in town. Mm-hmm. If Joffrey died, then she was really reduced to nothing and powerless. Okay, all right. Is that sixty seconds? To done. Okay, just I, um, I had to get that out. Sorry for that that Game of Thrones minute. Anyway. Total Stasis. Have you seen Titan A, super underrated anime sci-fi movie? Absolutely. I yeah. have it on DVD. It, that's an animated movie that absolutely should be. That is a sci-fi movie. Didn't that come out in 2000? Yep, top to bottom. So that's... And, and the soundtrack is very good as well. Hmm. Um, let's see. Favorite snack to eat while gaming? 
I don't generally generally eat when I'm gaming because yeah, I, I don't either. like to get stuff on my controllers and crap. Yeah. But I drink. Back in the day, water. We ate a lot of cheese doodles. We did. Yeah, remember? Now, you know what my favorite... Like stale ones. You know what my favorite thing... Well, that's true. They are better. Um, my favorite drink when we were teenagers and we would get together for crazy Friday nights at playing Goldeneye or whatever. Yeah. You remember. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Oh, I do. Dr. Smooth. The Smooth Doctor. The, the Harris Teeter local knockoff brand of Dr. Pepper, which was so... I mean, I like Dr. Pepper, but Dr. Smooth is... So much better than Dr. Yeah, it Pepper. Delicious. It had more sugar and stuff like that too. So I, yeah, the the, the, the formula was a little different. I don't. I want me some Dr. Smooth. Can't find it. it's President's Choice. I hear tell they might have some of this stuff in Canada or Ohio or something like that. I need some Dr. Smooth. I'm gonna look it up as soon as this is done. Anyway, yes. Uh, let's see. Pond Life. Will you be at Con Bravo? What will your panels be? Yes. Yes, and, and we don't know. <laughs> um, uh, um, let's see. Boop, boop, I, boop, I boop. think, well, I'm sure there's going to be a retroware panel of sorts. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to do something similar, an Echo Screen like podcast, or not, sorry, an Echo Screen like uh, panel. We did one on JRPGs last year, which we totally winged and actually turned out pretty well. I wish yeah. we'd taped it. Um, yeah, so I'm sure, and we, you know, there's interesting ones. Actually, we, we you know, they, they, we we always get put to the test over there. I was in yeah. a I was in a game show panel. We we played uh, Slender Man in front of a lot of people we never met. So there's always fun things. You're, to you're do on now. a very interesting panel with James Portnow and Jared. Uh, oh, that was the highlight for me. I, I that was a, a that lot was of fun. Great. It really was. Anyway, um, okay. What are you most excited about for E3? Asks Soft Tofu eighty nine. Uh, Smash Brothers information. That's really about it. I, I'm not really excited about E3. You want to know why? Because everybody's been putting out information before E3 this year. It's almost like E3 doesn't really matter as much as it used to. That's, that's uh, true, especially in the eyes of Nintendo. A new, especially in the eyes of Nintendo. Um, there's a new Halo game. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of stuff that's come out. And no one's waiting for E3. No one's focusing on E3 the way that they used to. So I'm going to say I'm not really looking really forward this year. Yeah, it's, there's nothing getting really announced in terms of the hardware front that I know of. So everything's good. Um, uh, question from Vulcan Assassin. What do you guys think about Steam's in-home streaming feature that released today? This is, in my mind, the inevitable, the inevitable result of having a world-class gaming platform, right? Um, I... I think eventually this is how all video gaming is going to happen. And I just think that, you know, some people were pioneers. Steam is not. They're just getting it right, uh, as they've done with several things. And I'm excited to see. I mean, it's enough to make me want to put a Steam box on, on, a, on a TV. Sure. Uh, that's how cool it is. I'll go with so. that. Nice. Um, let's do maybe one or two more here. Here's a question. What do you think? Uh, this is from Indie Game Searchlight. What do you think is the future of YouTube videos slash internet shows? This is a great question. That's a big question. One thing I'll note, <clears throat> the medium is definitely growing up and becoming mm -hmm. more uh, polished, more official, so to speak. Uh, yeah. You have big... Um, YouTube networks. I mean, you have like Maker Studios getting bought by freaking Disney. They're yes. essentially a YouTube network and they got yes. paid a crap ton of money to get bought by Disney. That's yeah. big news. Yeah. All right. The, the, it, and, and as a, as a consequence that it seems harder for 
uh, Joe Schmo with his webcam to start up and do something. Right. On the like game. you and me, for example. Essentially, yes. We could not. We would have gotten absolutely nowhere if we started doing this now. Yeah. Frankly, I, I, it, it, was, I, it was a different I, world I in 2009. So it, it really was. And, and it's crazy to think how, how, how that does not feel like long ago at all. But in, in, in terms of Internet time, that is a, it is a world, two worlds away. Yeah. All right. Last one. And uh, I love this question from Soft Tofu 89. What's your favorite 90s cartoon? Batman the Animated Series. Oh, great choice. My favorite. <laughs> it's gotta my be. favorite, it, although it's, it's a squeaker, is going to be Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy was a <laughs> tremendously good cartoon from the 90s and probably my favorite. Um, Folks, thank you so much for watching. And I hope that uh, I hope there was at least some kind of knowledge gleaned from your perspective on uh, maybe reflecting on some of those digging through the list yeah the digging through the list and some of those movies that were uh, you know I mean Rolling Stone isn't exactly the uh, you know isn't exactly the bastion of knowledge um, or cinematic knowledge I should say but it's always fun to take a little little more of a critical look at lists and talk about the things that were uh, glaringly missing I hope we have given you a few things to watch I have a few things to watch Mm-hmm. Sounds like Drew has a couple things. To I do, well, honestly. Yeah. So hopefully, um, I gotta get to it right now. Bye. Hopefully, we can get to that. And, and you know, hey, man, you know, if Netflix is listening, put some of these freaking movies on there, man. I'll, I'll actually find them. Moon might be on there. No, I don't know if Moon's on there. If it's on there, I'm, I mean, I'm literally gonna go. I know here, Man from Earth. Look them up. I know Man from Earth is on Netflix. So I, I wish Chronicle was on there. I've watched that movie again. Um, yes. Anyway, so. Uh, Thank you for being a part of the Echo Screen Live. When can the people expect to see us again, and when are we on? We will be back in two weeks on Wednesday, June 4th, 2014, which happens to be the five-year and one-day anniversary of Clan of the Grey Wolf. Yeah, believe that. So we will have some special... It'll be a five-year Clan of the Grey Wolf anniversary palooza here on, yes. the, on the Echo Screen Live. Got some, some, some surprises for you. I predict I predict shenanigans. There will be shenanigans, and and we will have a an appropriate celebration for our goofiness. So, <laughs> um, um, and, 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 just, and soft tofu yeah. brings up very important issue, uh, not issue, but um, uh, podcast. We are now podcasting officially as a podcast, not just a live stream and and a saved video. So, yes, uh, and tomorrow. You will be able to find this and our last episode, which was with Pushing Up Roses on women in video games. Uh, and we will be tweeting out links to that. And you can find us. You can put a, You can find us on your favorite, you know, pod, podcast. podcast yeah, exactly. Podcast consumption device. Um, so if you would like more information and you'd like to keep up to date on that, you can follow us on the Twitters. And uh, you can always find uh, video uh, recordings of all the podcasts. Yes. Uh, at land of the gray wolf.com. Yes, of course. Yeah, tomorrow. Which, which um, you probably already, probably already knew that. So you can find me at uh, Rue underscore COTGW on the Twitter. And you can find me at It's the Commodore, <laughs> uh, just like the name you see there in the uh, in the chat room. Yes. Um, yes. So until next time, when we're not talking about uh, sci fi movies, classic or otherwise, thank you all for watching. Uh, for Rue, I am the Commodore, the host of the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf. And there is no reset button.
Cooper, buddy, you got to level with me, man. So I got this freaking cat. This thing is, it's decided to go after all these bunnies. It found this, like, den of bunnies, and it's killing them, and it's leaving them on my porch. Can you, like, help me understand what the hell would possess a cat to do such a thing? Yeah, really? I mean, it, it, but, but I mean... Is there anything I can do besides just cleaning them up? I mean, is there something I, I mean, a half-eaten bunny torsos is not something I like seeing. I mean, is there something better I can do here? Or... I, that, oh, okay, there we go. Does that help? There we go. Does that help you? Uh, it, it's, it's helpful. It's helpful. It's sometimes it, it helps to get into the mind of a cat, really. Hey, Cooper, you keep that real, real cat face. <laughs> 